Good morning, church. So we are in our third week of our Summer of Worship series. We began this journey by looking at the first C of the six C's of serving. So the first C was commission. The second one was condition. And this week, we're going to look at courage. So clearly, if you're joining us here, you are unable to join us for our in-person worship at 11 a.m. You know what to do. Grab your cup of coffee or your glass of sweet tea and let's settle in and hear what God has in store for each of us today. So this morning's scripture, we're still in Matthew 10, but we're looking at verse 16 through 22. So go ahead and open your Bible or your Bible app and make your way to Matthew 10. And we're going to begin with verse 16. It says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in synagogues. On my account, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what you are to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father will speak through you. Brothers will betray brothers to death and a father, his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our minds and our hearts. Help us receive this message today. Lord, not only help us to receive it, but whatever it is that you need each of us to hear, I ask that you pierce our hearts with it. Help us to apply it to our lives and show us how to share your word and promises as they are given according to scriptures. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen son, Jesus, and all God's people said, amen. So today we are continuing our summer worship series with another sea of serving And in Matthew 10, Jesus is clearly giving warnings as to the situations where the disciples would would really need to cling to the courage uh, as they share the good news in each of the towns. So let's kind of recap just real quickly. Jesus commissioned the 12, provided instructions for the work to be done. He told them where to go, what to take, and how to act while spreading the good news. So now he's telling them what to expect because each of the 12 would face circumstances just like Jesus did before his death, resurrection, and ascension. So Jesus spoke of persecution like none of us Christians in the Western society have ever experienced. So as we break down the scripture, I'm sure you will see much of our modern day society In these passages, in order to effectively serve the Lord, we must possess wisdom and courage. Those are found in Christ. 
And Jesus is pointing out in Matthew 10 the obligation that all believers do hold. We are commissioned and we're sent forth to share the good news. We are ambassadors for the Most High. And I know many will excuse away their obligation. But those, those excuses do not remove the obligation. Those excuses only put us in a place of disobedience to the Word of God. So Jesus speaks to our character. He deals with the character of those who follow and represent Him. He reveals very um, different and distinct characteristics of believers. We are to be wise as serpents. We are to live among the world quietly and cautiously, but always within His wisdom. We are to be vigilant in sensing danger, yet very quick to avoid the the adversity. There are times when we must stand our ground and defend our faith, but all we must we must not cast our pearls before swines. In other words, we not we must not engage in the fruitless conflict. Can I just tell you, social media, you know, it might keep us connected, but I can't tell you how many times I have sat and and read through posts and and stuff, and I'm like, this is fruitless con a conflict. I mean, it's just it's fruitless. And you know, they probably think. What they're doing is right, and they even claim it in the name of Jesus. But this only brings harm and disgrace to the actual cause of spreading the good news. We need a a holy boldness to stand, tempered with the, the wisdom to keep silent or to flee if necessary. You know, remaining in silence and avoiding conflict They're not always signs of of weakness. They're often signs of wisdom. I've had many situations in my life over just the past recent few years where people would say, you know what, let me tell you what you need to do. And I look at them and I smile. But I had peace in my silence. And let me tell you why I had peace in my silence. Because God brings everything into the light in His timing. And if I had not kept my peace, I would have engaged in fruitless conflict. But in God's timing, when He brings everything into the light, there is no shadow for evil intentions to hide. There's no place for evil motives of the heart to hide. But also in this passage, I'm going to try not to get on a soapbox. There's a couple places in here where I really have to fight getting on a soapbox. But um, in this passage... It says, we are to be harmless as doves. Doves are a symbol of peace and purity. They represent a humble nature. We are to possess that humbleness, the gentleness in our nature. Much damage has been done to the testimony of the church because of people professing to be Christians did not walk with a gentle and humble spirit. They did not walk in footsteps of a gentle and humble nature. Again, I promise you, I'm not going to launch onto my soapbox messages here, but we must be vigilant in standing for the truth. 
It must be done with a heart of mercy and grace. Let me say that again. We have to stand in truth, but it must be done with a heart of mercy and grace, not hellfire and brimstone. So Jesus is also telling them here that Christian life is not, it's not going to be without persecution. He dealt with it. The 12 disciples did. We will too. We must endure the hardships of life. We must determine in our hearts to endure to the very end. Jesus isn't implying that we must work to endure or secure um, our, our our salvation. He's simply emphasizing that we must remain faithful to the call. And let me tell you that when you're going through something, when you're going through a rough time, there is always somebody watching to see how you get back up each time that life kicks you down. They might not have asked Christ into their hearts yet. They might be at the beginning of their faith journey. They might be so exhausted from this long spiritual battle that every time they see us rise from getting knocked down, we actually display hope and determination in our obedience to the Lord. So another thing about this passage is all believers have lived in a time of opposition. Uh, There's been some that have experienced this at a, a higher level than others. But the devil will see to it that the word of Christ is opposed no matter what. But when the devil starts whispering in your ear that you're weak or you're guilty or you're shameful, all you need to do is hit your knees. Start praying. When the devil gets louder, you pray louder. But when God covers you with his peace and you say amen, you stand up and say, devil, you are a liar and you have no power over me in the name of Jesus. Make that devil fearful every time your feet hit the ground because you are marching for the kingdom of the Lord. You know, in this passage, Jesus says, He even goes on to warn that there's religious circles that will bring intense opposition to the truth being spread as the good news. And the ones that are unversed in scripture will believe the twisted lies of the religious opposition. The major problem Jesus faced came from religious people. The religious realm wants to silence the voice. But my faith is not a religion. My faith is a a relationship with my Redeemer. You know, Jesus also warned of oppressors, the rulers that say, they say they'll be brought forth before the governors and the kings because of their testimony. Paul stood before governors often defending his faith. But Jesus also warned that their own family members will turn against them because of their devotion to the Lord. And this will reach new heights as tribulation times come and revelation is unfolding. But many have rejected or have been rejected by their families because they serve the Lord. And there's no doubt that some hearing my voice now 
have felt the shunned feeling of close family members because you took a stand in your faith. You were obedient to Christ. But there is excitement. When we decide to live in the joy of our Lord, nothing can take that joy in peace. There is a better home awaiting for all of us. We get to serve the Lord. It's not a chore. It's a joy and a pleasure to be in the presence of the Most High as the Holy Spirit walks this journey with us. Jesus Christ bore my sin and gave me salvation just as he did you. It's in Christ that we have hope in this life. Living for him is made difficult by the world. But it's an honor and a privilege to serve the Lord with so many members of our forever family. You know, the trials that we endure are nothing compared to the suffering that Christ went through to save each of us. We have an opportunity to share the good news Even with those who persecute us. Think about Daniel in the lion's den. Do you remember that? Remember that story? As he stood and the lions didn't touch him, he shared the good news long before Christ walked the earth. He stood in courage, in obedience to the Lord. I want to live my life with the faith of Daniel, the hope of Moses, the courage of David, the grace of Ruth. As as I get the opportunity to surrender my heart every single day to the Lord so he can use me. There's someone out there crying out for help and they haven't heard God's voice yet. Their spiritual ears cannot hear him yet. That's where we are, his hands and feet. That's where he uses us to physically speak to people and physically be in their lives and display the hope and the joy. So my questions in this series, the first week I ask you, how have you responded to the Great Commission? And last week my question was, how much time are you spending in the Word in order to be conditioned uh, for helping people as they react to the as they react to the gospel. So this week, this is my question to you: Are you willing to stand for Jesus and share the good news, no matter what the opposition is or what the devil throws at you? Are you willing? Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we give you all honor, glory, and praise for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness and protection, your peace and your unfailing love. We pray for a spiritual awakening in our hearts, in our church, in our community, in our world. Lord, I pray that you will open our hearts and minds to a deeper understanding of your word as we prepare for your second coming. Lord, I pray that you will draw us closer to you so we can receive every single day a renewing spirit in you as we walk this journey so that upon Christ's return, he will receive us home. And now we pray with one voice the way you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As you go forth this week, I pray that that God moves in your life. And please know that I'm, I'm praying for each of you as we walk this journey. So, you know what I always say at the end. Speak life. Be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.